This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Badges? I don't have to show you any stinking badges! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Sorry, folks. Having an online conversation. (laughs) And... I uh, wanted to uh, make sure I finished typing and then push send. Uh, the debate is school choice. I got a leftist that's uh, there's an issue going on with uh, one of the local shows. Well, in Texas, there's a debate about school choice, and some alleged Republicans decided that they would uh, pass an amendment to a budget that prohibits school choice. Republicans prohibiting uh, school choice. Prohibiting liberty and freedom. Republicans. And there's a whole ver- there's a host of reasons why. But uh, individual uh, that I'm going back and forth with is a, is a uh, is a committed leftist. So anyway, I wanted to uh, to get that punch through. And that's a little uh, inside baseball. Right now, Donald Trump is at the White House and it, part of the flip around, folks, for hour two. This is uh, all the channels are stuck on this right now. Let's uh, listen in. Meeting with uh, the Prime Minister, there was a shooting in downtown Paris. Uh, it's that. being described as a potential terrorist attack. I wonder if you have something on that. Uh, and further to that, two of the big trouble spots that you're dealing with right now, North Korea and Iran, do you believe that the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, is mentally unstable? Is that one of the reasons why you're so concerned about these latest developments? Is he a man who can be reasoned with? And on Iran, do you have reason to suspect that they are cheating on the JCPOA? And uh, to Mr. Prime Minister, you talked just a moment ago about your, con- your commitment to NATO. President Trump would like to see all NATO members contribute 2% of their GDP to NATO. Your contribution is slightly less than 1%. Will you commit to committing 2% of your GDP to the alliance going forward? Thank you. Well, first of all, I love the question you asked the Prime Minister. I look forward to his answer. <laughs> Because I'm going to be asking him that same question very soon. That's the Italian prime minister, folks. Well, first of all, our condolences from our country to the people of France. Again, it's happening, it seems. I just saw it as I was walking in. So that's a terrible thing. And it's a very, very terrible thing that's going on in the world today. But it looks uh, like another terrorist attack. And uh, what can you say? It just never ends. And we have to be strong and we have to be vigilant. And I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, As far as North Korea is concerned, we are uh, 
in very good shape. We're building our military rapidly. A lot of things have happened over the last short period of time. I've been here for approximately 91 days. We're doing a lot of work. We're in very good position. Uh, we're going to see what happens. I, I can't ask your answer your question on stability. I hope the answer is a positive one, not a negative one. Uh, but uh, hopefully that will be something that gets taken care of. Uh, I have great respect for the president of China. As you know, we had a great summit in Florida and Palm Beach and got to know each other. And I think like each other, I can say from my standpoint, I liked him very much. I respect him very much. And I think he's working very hard. I can say that all of the pundits out there are saying they ne never have seen China work like they're working right now. Many coal ships have sent back. Many other things have happened. Uh, some very unusual moves have been made over the last two or three hours. And uh, I really have confidence that the president will try very hard. We don't know whether or not they're able to do that, but I have absolute confidence that he will be trying very, very hard. And one of the reasons that uh, we're talking about trade deals and we're talking about all of the different things, but we're slowing up a little bit. I actually told him, I said, you'll make a much better deal on trade if you get rid of this menace or do something about the menace of North Korea, because that's what it is. It's a menace right now. So we'll see what happens. As far as Iran is concerned, uh, I think they are doing a tremendous disservice to an agreement that was signed. It was a terrible agreement. It shouldn't have been signed. It shouldn't have been negotiated the way it was negotiated. I'm all for agreements, but that was a bad one. As bad as I've ever seen negotiated. Uh, they are not living up to the spirit of the agreement. I can tell you that. And we're analyzing it very, very carefully, and we'll have something to say about it in the not-too-distant future. But Iran has not lived up to the spirit of the agreement. And they have to do that. They have to do that. So we will see what happens. Thank you very much. Mr. President, first of all, allow me to join President Trump's words for what happened in Paris. These are words of condolences and closeness to the French people. And this is a very delicate, delicate period for them. There's just three days before the election. As far as the question is concerned, the commitment has been made. It was made during the NATO summit. And we are used to respecting our commitments. We know that this will be a gradual process. It has already begun. <laughs> And wait, a minute, wait a minute. That's the Italian prime minister saying, yeah, the agreement was made and we've already talked about this. And so it's going to be a gradual process, a gradual process. So you haven't been living. This is we, we pride ourselves in living up to our agreements, but we haven't been doing that. I'm very proud, not only of the progress made by in our financial. Nope commitment, mm -hmm. but also proud of the contribution that we give to the security of the alliance in so many areas of the world. We talked about Iraq and Afghanistan, but we could also talk about uh, the Baltic Sea or the Balkans. And in all of these areas, you will see the presence of Italian forces. Now here, now, uh, folks, this is going to be a rather uneventful flip around because 
uh, all the major news channels are are focused on this press conference, this joint press conference with President Trump and the Italian Prime Minister. So, uh, the the question to to the Italian Prime Minister was, "Hey, do you plan on on getting up there? You're paying a little over one percent now of your GDP to your nation's defense. Now that uh, you know, are you going to do that?" Well, you know, we pride on keeping up to our commitments, and it's a gradual process. Wait a minute. If you pride yourself on keeping up with your commitments, you should have, when you signed the NATO deal, you should have been keeping up with your commitments this whole time. And one has to wonder why Europe has been allowed to to fault default on their commitments. And it's because in the past, the United States has been picking up the slack because of our prosperity, because of our freedom and liberty. Well, we just endured eight years of resident Obama. And resident Obama hampered our economy, hampered our military, hampered our governance, corrupted our government, even more so than it already was. Uh, Problems that existed before were turned into full-blown disasters under resident Obama. So Europe was already getting a wake-up call. Hey, America's not, not only are we not going to be there, we can't be there because we've been so weakened from without and within that we can't be there. So you're going to start picking up the picking up a slack on your own. So uh, that that was those were very pointed questions. Mr. Trump was was very non-committal on uh, on what actions and. and See, right now, I know he has a complete repertoire of options when it comes to the Iran nuke deal, when it comes to what's going on over in North Korea. He's just not going to talk about it in the open. A, because he doesn't want to be pinned in. It's something he learned from President Obama. Let me be clear. Here's that red line. And then, of course, they cross it. Then he didn't do anything about it. So he's not going to commit America to something that that he won't be able to deliver on. He's going to make sure he can deliver on it because America lost a lot of credibility with resident Obama at the helm, as you all know, and Trump's not going down that road. Plus he, he kind of looks at this as a, as a, a reflection on him personally. He's a very brand oriented guy. He's not a politician. So you don't want your brand to be untrustworthy. You don't want your brand to say, oh, well, we're going to do something about it and then not do something about it. So he keeps, and his standard default line has been, I'm not going to tell you about our military options. I'm not going to tell you about what briefings I'm getting or troop movements or any of that kind of stuff. That was the last administration. You know, Barack Obama was infamous for letting the terrorists know when America would be leaving. That's not me, says Donald Trump. Uh, before we go to break, let's listen and see if this next question is. Thoughts on a referendum uh, in, in Turkey that occurred last week. Um, you spoke about democratic values in the European continent. So are you concerned with the results of the Turkish referendum? And is that something that you discussed with President Trump? Okay, I want to get both. Are you shocked to hear that? <laughs> and we're doing very well on health care. We'll see what happens. But this is a great bill. There's a great plan. And this will be great health care. All right. He's, he's talking about the re, the resuscitation of the repeal of Obamacare and replace of Obamacare. But on Erdogan and the vote that was taking place in Turkey, I've been wanting to comment on this. And this this gave me a perfect opening. Uh, Erdogan is a is a dictator wannabe. 
Erdogan is a, uh, I don't want to say he's a, he's a radicalized fundamentalist. I just, he's more of a, he's more of a Saddam Hussein type character. And he convinced uh, a lot of his own people that he needs to be given these powers, dictatorial powers. And it's kind of like Bernie Sanders. And, and folks, the difference between Bernie Sanders and and Hugo Chavez down in Venezuela is that one just wanted to give you a choice. And then once you chose to remove your liberties and freedoms, then they would never give them back. That's that's what Democrat socialism is. They, 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 they persuade you to vote away your rights and your liberties. And then once they're once they've been voted away, they never give them back. And then socialism takes root. Down in, in Venezuela, they just kind of, uh, through a series of, well, there, were, there was some legislation down there, but by and large, they, the, the dictators just chose to ignore the limits on their power. And, and same thing with Erdogan. Uh, here's a guy that's been voted by his people all of these dictatorial powers. Basically, they voted for a dictator. And I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to get it. And... If that's the case, we're going to be trading in a, a, a semi-democratic ally for a strong, possibly strong-arm adversary. Still could be a strong-arm ally, depending on which way Turkey goes, but we'll see. Uh, back in a minute, folks. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Dial in. Let it out. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. You heard the president make reference to it, the, uh, the shooting in the Champs-Élysées. Um, uh, developing one police officer shot, another one was wounded when a gunman opened fire. Paris, uh, P- Paris police spokeswoman uh, Johanna Primavret told the Associated Press that the attacker targeted police. <laughs> targeted police? Hmm guarding the area near the Franklin Roosevelt subway station at the center of the uh, avenue popular with tourists. An eyewitness told Reuters a man got out of a car, began shooting with a Kalisnikov. Police said the officer who was killed was in a car, which had been stopped by a red light by the attack, had been stopped at a red light by the attacker. Authorities warned people in the heart of the French capital to avoid area, avoid the area after the shooting. Many police vehicles have been seen on the avenue that passes many of the city's most iconic landmarks. No. Now, you heard during the course of questioning at this press conference uh, from, I think that was a Fox News reporter, 
uh, saying that some are calling this a terrorist attack. No mention in the in the Associated Press copy that this was a terrorist attack. Three days away from an election there. And this, an incident like this could bolster, if it does turn out to be, an attack of a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist could be very influential to the likes of Marine Le Pen, who is trying to stop the rampant and ill-advised admission of folks from the Middle East without assimilation. It's not, it's not advisable at all for the survival of any country to do that. Uh, coming up, we'll talk um, other matters. We have Congressman Brian Babin coming in. He wants to talk with me about what's going on with uh, the Trump Justice Department. And so many liberals from the Obama administration have, been, have gone unpunished for what they did to you and me, for what they did to us. And uh, many are saying it's time that now that we have an actual uh, department that put the justice back in the Justice Department, that these left-wingers, these liberals, be brought to justice. And we'll talk to Congressman Brian Babbin about that uh, coming up. By the way, um, there was a, there's a report out there that I just found astonishing. Do we mention uh, Ann Coulter already? Ann Coulter being denied um, speech, speaking rights over at Berkeley. She's going to show up anyway. I can hardly wait to see what happens with that. But uh, Berkeley, every bit the uh, left-wing hell, no diversity of thought whatsoever. Uh, I was sick when Georgia came down, Georgia's sixth. After over $8 million bucks and tons of celebrity endorsements, what is that guy's name? Osoff? 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 Rhymes with? <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, he, uh, he, didn't, he got 48%. It was close, but no cigar for the Democrats. So they couldn't win it outright. He needed 50 plus one. And some of the celebrities who had personally invested their star power and their, and their fortunes into putting this, this leftist, with unqualified leftist, uh, into that seat, uh, they were very upset. Like Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, and I was so disappointed to find out that Alyssa Milano was a flaming lib, anti-American lib. Very disappointed. Anyway, so she tweets after the Democrats' ineffective loss. She tweets, I quote, I want to puke. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission right there, wasn't it, folks? So uh, that's, that's some very good news. Now, we mentioned, um, we mentioned UC Berkeley out in California. They want to deny Ann Coulter speaking rights. How about UC Davis? Same system. Same leftist state. Uh, UC Davis student leaders say that the American flag display should be optional at meetings. You know, some people might find the American flag offensive, and you wouldn't want to have that on an American campus now, would you? absolutely crazy but that's california for you uh 
the report I was making reference to, folks, that I, I can't believe this is going on. Ellie, do you know what FGM is? No. F, it, it's short for female genital mutilation. And this is done in the Islamic community. Some say for religious purposes. And there, I can't even describe to you what happens here, folks. This is, you're just going to have to look it up because I'm not going to describe it on the radio. I'm just not going to do it. It's that horrific. What they do to these little girls, I can tell you it's with their private parts. And I was shocked to find out 26 states do not prohibit this action. Female, there's a, there's a doctor out there that's doing this kind of thing that is now being prosecuted. Anybody want to venture a guess which left-wing state does not prohibit FGM, female genital mutilation? Oh, yes, California would be one of them. Yes, the war on women. These libs have the, the gall to accuse us of conducting a war on women when they look the other way in the face of this barbarism. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen... Dial, speak, 888-900-3393. Barack Obama could have been a better party leader. And I think that the fact that he um, wasn't uh, has put his legacy in jeopardy. We lost a lot of state house seats, governorships, secretaries of states. His true legacy is in danger. And I think that he can't say that it wasn't, he wasn't part of those losses. I mean, who else? That's the uh, racist, Jew-hating vice chair of the Democrat Party, Keith Ellison, folks, saying that Barack Obama is responsible for the Democrats' woes and why they can't seem to win anything anymore. Let's talk about this and many other things with our next guest. Congressman Brian Babin serves the people of the great state of Texas in the 36th Congressional District, serves on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee and the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee. Congressman Babin, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris, it's always good to be with you. How are you today? I'm, uh, I am recovering from a nasty cold, sir, but, I'm, uh, but we'll muddle through. Hey, look, uh, what Ellison just said there, uh, did, did he stumble on some truth? I mean, Barack Obama just decimated the Democrat Party, didn't he? Uh, he did. I think, I think Barack Obama is largely to, you know, to, to uh, thank for a lot of these overwhelming victories that we've, we've had in, you know, in the last few years. Uh, and, uh, of course he's been absolutely a, a complete disaster for our country, but I think, I think Ellison's on to something. I think he's been a disaster for the democratic party as well. Yeah. The dirty little secret is that Ellison is, is just a carbon copy of Barack Obama ideologically, but he, this leads to a broader point. Now that the Republicans have been given control, it's essential that they start paying attention to all the damage that resident Obama did. For example, Susan Rice, you have called and you're requesting the attorney general investigate Susan Rice and what she is alleged to have done, which is unmasking names of American citizens for political purposes. That, that's exactly right. And I think uh, 
I, I think the more that this came out, the more appalling it was to me and many other Americans. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm old enough to remember Watergate, and uh, this makes Watergate look like a kindergarten prank. Uh, you know, these are uh, th- this is an administration uh, that really was so reckless and out of control for eight long years. And I don't think that they ever anticipated that Hillary Clinton would lose the election to Donald J. Trump. And I think that many of these folks, including Ms. Rice, uh, probably uh, never never thought that, uh, you know, their actions would be exposed and, and scrutinized like this. But nevertheless, this is what's happened. And I think it's absolutely a, a violation of federal uh, uh, federal law. Uh, that uh, Attorney General Sessions needs to look into very seriously, uh, and if there's if there's fire behind a lot of this smoke, uh, then he needs to prosecute to the full extent of the law. And I'll tell you, he's I, I saw him on Fox News uh, several weeks ago, where he uh, I can't give a, an exact quote, but it was something like, "Leaking has got to stop. It will take some prosecutions and convictions to put an end to it." If that's not exactly word for word, it was exactly what it meant, though. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this, because, I mean, I, I am not naive enough to think that Susan Rice was the only one who was acting outside of the law inside of the Obama administration. Are you I convinced there are, there, there are other folks there like Ben Rhodes, one of the one of the one of the individuals probably most unqualified for his job ever? Uh, do you think that he might also uh, fall under some scrutiny from the uh, Sessions Justice Department? Well, I think they they need to look into everyone who had anything to do with some of these uh, some of these activities, uh, because it's uh, you know I, I don't I'm, I'm with you I don't think it was just Susan Rice I think there are many other ones uh, that that could have possibly been involved and probably were, uh, but I, I in my letter I said there needs to be a thorough and full investigation, which also needs to be independent. And I say independent investigation because I think the evidence there is that some of these responsible parties are still in the federal government uh, as we speak. And so I think it has to be uh, one that will expose these folks. Uh, You know, we keep hearing the the deep state embedded uh, federal employees uh, because there are those out there that absolutely no no questions uh, about it are, are trying to subvert. Uh, the Trump administration, and uh, this is what this is what we need to get to the bottom of. Congressman Brian Babin, my guest right now, thirty sixth congressional district here in the great state of Texas. Uh, many conservatives, me in particular, have a great deal of consternation, great deal of heartburn over Lois Lerner weaponizing the Internal Revenue Service and getting away with it. Nobody has been fired. Nobody has been held account to Barack Obama weaponizing that agency and turning it against conservatives. Do you, would you also call on the Attorney General to reopen that case? Uh, uh, Lois Lerner's lawyers are saying, oh no, this has already been investigated, she's fine. Nobody buys that because of the corruption that existed inside of the Obama administration. Would you also, Congressman, call on the Attorney General to get Lois Lerner's case reopened? You know what, Chris? I will. I will do that right at this moment. I call on them to reopen the internal investi- uh, internal revenue service investigation of Lois Lerner and the rest of those folks over there, uh, and the director Koskinen. I'm I'm, I'm actually a, a supporter of his impeachment. 
Uh, I also am calling on the president to really, really think twice about keeping him on at the Internal Revenue Service. And uh, quite frankly, I've had dealings with Mrs. Lerner before. Twenty years ago, I ran for Congress uh, when she was at the Federal Election Commission, and I had some dealings with her there that were not pleasant. She went on to bigger and better things over at the Internal Revenue Service, and uh, now she's enjoying a full pension. Uh, and I have urged uh, many of my colleagues that uh, even before this election, uh, I might add, Chris, I, I urged some of my colleagues, such as uh, Trey Gowdy and uh, uh, Jason Chaffetz and others who are uh, investigating some of these activities, uh, to please, if we uh, get a Republican president, please let's make sure that Mrs. Lerner uh, is, is held to account, called to account for her many nefarious activities uh, while she was at the Internal Revenue Service violating the civil rights and uh, the constitutional rights of conservatives. And yeah, being, uh, being liberal ought not... me that they, that they would. Yeah, being liberal ought not insulate you from being held accountable for your illegal actions. And let's hope the, tr- the Trump agenda, they have a lot on their plate, but uh, a lot of conservatives don't want to let this one go. Congressman Brian Babin, everybody, 36th Congressional District in the great state of Texas. Sir, always appreciate you carving out time here on The Chris Salcedo Show. You bet, Chris. God bless, my friend, and have a great week. 888-900-3393, If you want to weigh in on anything, you can jump on Twitter as well. What do you guys think about Lerner? I know that I was... I, the reason why I find her so offensive was she was she was not contrite. Once she was caught, she showed no regret for what she had done. She believed she was in the right by utilizing government to target Barack Obama's political opposition. And that never that never sat well with me. And as a matter of fact, I have been accused of not being able to let Barack Obama go. Because here we are two months into the Trump administration and, well, it's time to start thinking about Trump and examining Trump, which I, I don't disagree with that part of the criticism. What I do disagree with is this idea that, oh, well, Barack Obama's no longer in office, so uh, we can just forget about everything he did. To hell with that. I'm sorry, but not even if I tried, I couldn't forget the damage that man did, I believe, with intent to this country. And those who surrounded him, the damage they did to this country. Intentionally. There was nothing. You know what the dirty little secret is? Is the left-wingers know it. The base of the Democrat Party know it. And deep down inside, they love the fact that despots and dictators could rampage all over the earth and nothing would be done about it. They loved it. They they loved the fact that America's standard standard of living could be dropping. So we could be just like everybody else. Because they felt this liberal guilt thing. I've never understood it. It's like, why do you need to bring us down? Why don't you bring others up? I've never understood this. So when folks tell me, Chris, come on, man. You you just got to get on from Obama. I mean, he's not president anymore. Yeah, I understand that. But his legacy, his, his legacy 
is going to be one that is hellish and damaging. And I, and I believe for years we will see the fallout from this large lurch left, this experiment we, we toyed with going full tilt socialism, going full tilt government control over your life. And we saw the effects. GDP that rarely got above 1%, rarely got above 2%, was somewhere in that 1% to 2% range. Nowhere in the healthy territory. Meanwhile, hell, the communists. China's GDP, and we don't know how much of this is fabricated, but as they experiment with free markets, their economy is going up and up and up and up and up. Meanwhile, we're saddled. We're burdened with... Uh, un, unrepayable debt, unrepayable uh, entitlement programs, unfundable entitlement programs, and then the libs want more. They want more. We are, we have a record amount of money coming out of the private economy right now, and they and they still spend and they spend and they spend and they want more. And I have a, I'm of a mindset. Why don't you prove to me you can handle the money you already got? Try not overspending the money you've already got. Then we'll talk about giving you more if it's justified. See, it's this whole phenomenon of other people's money. And as Margaret Thatcher infamously pointed out and famously pointed out, the problem with socialism, and I would rationalize with Democrat policies so sooner or later you're running out of other people's money and right now the united states is perilously barreling toward that time when we run out of money who's going to pay back the 20 trillion dollars in debt your grandchildren your great-grandchildren it's that steep back in a minute folks it's the chris salcedo show in the blaze Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. All right, we ran into uh, some some issues while I was while I was away, and a lot of them are right in the liberty-loving Latinos' wheelhouse, which is this discussion about illegal aliens being uh, being had around the country. I'm not going to be able to get to this full this full piece, but I'll I'll maybe I'll introduce it today and then get to it tomorrow. Fox News Channel talking about California's effort to thumb their nose at federal immigration law. This is about where government should draw the line on deportation. Who stays, who goes, everybody or nobody. All illegals are only criminal aliens. What if you're arrested but released? What if you're charged with a felony but you plead to a misdemeanor? All felony convictions are only violent ones. Well, to victims, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the victims of illegal immigrant criminals, it really doesn't matter. All, All of these questions. Jeff Sessions was in hot water among the liberal left. And uh, those who don't know the issue uh, for, for saying that, hey, 
if you're in the country illegally, you have no right to stay here. There is no constitutional or law-abiding right that you have to stay here. None. Zero. By definition, you're an illegal alien. So if you're caught for whatever reason, we don't need an excuse to deport you. We don't need an excuse. Are we going to go looking for you? Probably not. But we don't need an excuse. If you're illegally, we can, we can send you out of the country simply because you're here illegally. But liberals are, no, they wet, wet their pants. No, no, you can't do that. That's not, that's not who we are. That's not constitutional. The hell, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we'll get more into the Fox story tomorrow because it's the victims of this insane policy who suffer the most. Here's Homeland Security Secretary Kelly telling lawmakers, hey, you don't like the laws you passed, then, then change them. Otherwise, well, listen to, listen to the secretary. Lawmakers do not like the laws that we enforce, that we are charged to enforce, that we are sworn to enforce. Then they should have the courage and the skill to change those laws. Otherwise, they should shut up and support the men and women on the front lines. Amen. Amen. You folks up in Congress don't like the fact that America is now going to enforce the laws in the books? Then, then get your butts in gear and change the laws. Change the laws. But you don't, get to, you don't get to violate the laws you don't like. Because if that was the case, I could have ignored Obamacare. Saved myself tons of money. America could have saved itself tons of money over these last eight years. Oh, you mean Obamacare was just a suggestion? You mean federal law is just a suggestion? No, it's not. You don't get a choice. So just bear that in mind. You know what? And that, that's a great message from the former General Kelly, now Homeland Security Secretary. To you lawmakers, you don't like it? Get off a stick and change it. Until then, shut up. Remember, everybody, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather... How much power is reserved for we the people? Catch you tomorrow. It's Friday already. Man, where's the time gone? This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey.